The following program, The Voice for Southeast Texas, is paid for by the Dana Steele Campaign. Welcome from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. This is The Voice for Southeast Texas with Houston radio legend and Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Dana Steele. Good morning and welcome to The Voice for Southeast Texas. I'm just, uh, one moment please while I post this on Facebook. See, I love live radio, (laughs) live podcast. There we go. It's on uh, all the Facebook pages now. Uh, Welcome back to The Voice for Southeast Texas. I am Dana Steele, running for Congress, Texas District 36. Very exciting. Last night, excuse me, last night at 6 o'clock was the deadline for everyone to file to get on the ballot. And for the first time in a very, very, very long time, there is a Democrat running in all 36 congressional districts in the great state of Texas. Woohoo! Yay! It is a, uh, a blue wave. We've got only a few slots as far as state representatives, but it looks like um, just about every Democratic slot on the, uh, the, the ballot for um, uh, the races in 2018 have been filled. That's been one of our biggest problems is people have gotten so apathetic and mm-hmm. people have just gotten busy and people have whatever. And, and, and you know, this 2016 um, election woke us up and everything that's happened in 2017, all the tweets, everything has, uh, you know, we're all woke now and we have to do something about it. Uh, more women in record numbers have stepped up to vote for everything from local to regional to state to national and federal offices. Um, So it's going to be a very interesting year. The entire country has never been this involved in politics. And we should. That's one of the things I learned when I decided to run for this office. I felt like I didn't have any choice. I needed to step up and and be a voice for good, be a voice for change, be a voice for health care and education and jobs. but it has been truly a learning experience no matter how much you paid attention in u.s history Mm -hmm. no matter how much you paid attention in your american government classes until you actually do it um it's quite the experience and i highly recommend that everyone do it we also have a um uh, a democratic chair on the ballot in orange county a young guy very young we have a young guy that stepped up to run against i think he's in his 20s to run against um state rep Dennis Paul. So not only are women stepping up, but millennials are stepping up. They realize this is their future. Mm-hmm. It's their health care. It's their education. It's their jobs. And it's their national debt that yes. they yeah. are going to be saddled with. Yeah. So um, so what do you do now? If you didn't register to, to, to get on the ballot by 6 o'clock last night, um, don't you just walk off. No, no, no. There is still plenty to be done. What do we need to do now? We need to get people registered to vote everywhere you go, everyone you talk to, everything you do. When you're standing at line at Starbucks, do not be afraid to t- talk to the person in front of you and the person behind you and say, 
are you registered to vote? Mm-hmm. We have got to get as many people registered to vote as possible. My um, 17-year-old high school intern, she mentored with me this semester, found out that there's a 1983 law in the state of Texas that high school principals should be registered as deputy voter registrars and should be registering high school students to vote twice a year, awesome. and the majority don't. So they don't. So I'm going to be adding a blog post on this because she put together the most amazing guide for Texas high school principals on how you can get this done, how you can get your U.S. government teacher and your history teachers involved and get students registered to vote. And then after that, we got to start making sure people have the proper IDs. If that means putting together a field trip from your church or your organization or your school or whatever, and everybody go to the DMV, take something to eat, take something to drink, take something to read because you will be there forever yes, you will. that's you know in another life that's what i'm going to do i'm going to fix the dmv and the lines there <laughs> that's that's another that's another job um so welcome to the voice for southeast texas my uh co-host back um uh stacia scruggs and brenda sykes i didn't scare you off last time you no didn't. we enjoyed we ourselves awesome i love it i love it so from the bay area turning point the big event happening on Thursday. Before we get Bob Mayhar from Jasper on the phone, tell me, tell me, um, how are things going? Are there tickets left? How can people buy them? Take it away, the the Stacia and Brenda show. <laughs> um, it's going great. You know, we're doing our last minute touches. We still have people purchasing tickets. We still have vendors coming on board. We have. 27 vendors uh, we're close to 200 people that will be attending so it's going to be a lot of fun you know we're going to have our live auction we'll have Hilton Couch there of Hilton Furniture who will be our auctioneer he's great he's he does a great, great job he does a wonderful job we love him hi Hilton if you're listening <laughs> hi Hilton <laughs> and you know we'll have our silent auctions we'll have home good baked goods we'll have Santa Chuck there we'll have Vince King and it's just going to be a blast and we do still have tickets available so please Please call me, 281-338-7600. All right, and it's for the Bay Area Turning Point. It is their annual Nutcracker Market and Lunch. It's happening this Thursday at Sylvan Beach Pavilion in LaPorte, which is such a fantastic venue what a it's view that place has beautiful. if you've never been just you've got to come lots of vendors you can get all of your uh, christmas and holiday shopping done and also be helping out a great cause the bay area turning point for um abused women mm-hmm. so uh you know and it's just uh unfortunately it is a reality um that we even have to have a place like this um that's another thing that boy in the last few months women are gaining a voice the whole me too movement and being Mm -hmm. able to speak up and hopefully that will mean that over the next few years you'll start to see that you're needed less and less yes wouldn't i mean if i could plug this if you are out there and you need training on sexual abuse in the workplace like sexual harassment and things of that nature please call us we do that as well what sort of numbers are you running through the uh, Bay Area Turning Point right now? So Brenda? we're averaging about 300 hotline calls a month. Wow. Uh, after the hurricane, they kind of went down, but now they're p- picking back up. And when media puts out there all the things that are happening, people tend to start talking. Mm-hmm. And so exactly what you said, people are speaking up. Not just men, but women. Um, not just women, but men as well. They're coming out saying, "You know what? I think I've been harassed. Mm-hmm. I think I've been abused. Let me talk to someone about it." I've had a couple of memories that you know my husband and you know i've seen what other people have said but my husband just very kindly and seriously said how could you not remember that and i said because as a woman it has happened my entire life i'm 58 years old and after a while you just 
you put it aside mm-hmm. and there were a couple of memories there was one in particular when i was 12 that just came up and smacked me in the face so to speak when when all these news reports started coming out that i had completely forgotten about and then just a few weeks ago another one at 24 yes mm-hmm. um and it's so that's why <clears throat> that's why women are you know people say oh you know uh, roy moore it was 40 years ago this is the argument that drives me crazy it was 40 years ago so it was okay then no it wasn't okay then it was never okay it was never okay and these women finally felt like it was they if they had spoken up two years ago um, nobody would have listened. And right. then also you have to think about when you're in certain situations, especially at the job, you have a family you have to take care of. You don't want to lose that income. And then things happen to you. You suppress it in the back of your mind because you're thinking I have to continue to move forward for my family. And it's tough. And then it's like, you know, one day it kind of hits you like I can't believe this happened to me. Yes, I had a friend of mine, he actually said, why don't women just say something when it happens? I say, well, take me for an example. I'm a single mother. I said, and I work, you make a pretty decent living. And if someone were to perpetuate that on me, I would really have to decide, do I pay my mortgage? Yeah, do or I do I take I care speak of my up. daughter, daughter yeah. or do I speak up? So Because the odds are, in the, the, the uh, environment we've been in for years and years and years, is that the person, the woman that speaks up gets fired. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or gets demoted or gets moved elsewhere. Yes. Not the man. There's just a horrifying mm-hmm. story that's airing today on CBSN on uh, women in the Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just violent rapes and all kinds of things that commanders go, you know, buck up. You're in the, yes. you know, you're in the Air Force. Or, no, you can't. And these, these women have just gotten to the point where they dropped out. And the men were allowed to graduate and become officers in the Air Force. So, right. so it's punishment would, for yeah, speaking out. It's punishment out. for speaking mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But that would be a whole other show. But yes. I've got uh, Stacia and Brenda from Barry at Turning Point <laughs> hanging out with me today. And I believe we have on the phone now from Jasper, Texas, uh, Bob Mayhar. Bob, are you there? Yes, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I was listening to your conversation, and uh, I did 40 years in the federal government of, through the Postal Service. And I would say the last 35 years, there was reinforcement and training and more and more training and less and less acceptance of poor behavior by employees. And so somebody says that that's new stuff. No, it's not. Stopping it is not new stuff. Right, right. I mean, we're lose. I know there are some organizations that have really tried and others that are just now finally, finally waking up. Bob, I got to ask you, do you sleep? <laughs> yes, quite well, thank you. Because <laughs> you are a busy, busy man. Coordinator with the Food Pantry, incoming board chair for the Chamber of Commerce in Jasper, Jasper County Historical Museum Board of Directors, and with the Gulf Coast Health Center Board of Directors. You've got so much going up in Jasper. I love that area. You know, I spent my birthday this year um, over at the La Paz Bed and Breakfast in Jasper, which was... Oh, yes. Some friends of ours have that. It's beautiful. It's right on the river. They have a nice pontoon boat. Uh, they take you out on to see some eagles and alligators. <laughs> uh, you can bring your kayak or your mountain bike or trail bike out to La Paz. It is just fabulous area. You know, let me let me get the, the elephant in the room, so to speak, out. Um, you know, I notice when, when people around the country say to me, well, what is District 36? Where are you running for Congress? And I start to explain it's, you know, nine counties and it's all of almost all of Southeast Texas. I like to say the best of Southeast Texas. And then I say Jasper and people go, 
oh. Um, but and I say no, 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 no. Jasper is 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 evolving. It's a beautiful area, and you also have a growing um, group of Democrats who are coming out of the shadows and are no longer afraid to speak up. You also have a growing economic base. Talk to me a little bit about how Jasper has changed over the last few years. Well. I think you're referring to the incident about 18 years ago with Mr. Bird, and right. that comes up a lot in Jasper. Uh, I was on the reconciliation committee uh, for that, and what we found was that Jasper was not near as divided as a lot of areas I've lived in. Uh, Jasper, in fact, historically has been rather close uh, in its black and white communities and Hispanic communities. There used to be a semi-league, semi-pro league Negro baseball team back before uh, integration, and that was the place where everybody in Jasper, black, white, or whatever, went out every weekend to watch this ball game. And this team was so famous that uh, Jackie Robinson came to see them. So Jasper really has had a good history through the years of some pretty good racial relationships. Not perfect, no one is, but uh, what you may think you've heard or understand about us really isn't who we are. Right. And the incident 18 years ago that was so widely publicized that 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 it's ingrained in people's memories. And that's, you know, and, and that's one of the things that will come with the job of being the congresswoman for CD36 is letting people know that we do have these amazing areas. And, and yes, that happened. It was 18 years ago. But let me tell you about what's happening in Jasper now. Um Talk to me about some of the growing industries. We've had a lot of unemployment in Southeast Texas for a long time. You either work for the school district or the prisons. And the prisons have all incorporated and gone for profit, which is another bad thing. Um, But you have such a strong economic partnership and Chamber of Commerce in Jasper. Tell me about the growing industries. We have uh, now have a Harbor Freight that's came to town. Uh, we have a tractor supply that's come to town. We got some construction going on in several areas. Uh, new nursing home coming into town. Uh, but we are open for business. We like to tell people that we're high and dry and ready to do business in Jasper, Texas. High and dry is a good thing, says a woman who had 29 inches of water in her house. <laughs> There's something to be said for uh uh, 400 uh, feet above sea level in this in the environment we live in today. Uh, isn't that the truth? All nine counties in uh, CD36 declared federal disaster areas, but you guys up there in Jasper doing a lot better. Um, let's specifically talk about the Gulf Coast Health Center. Um, tell me about that, because healthcare is the number one concern. It is the number one issue in Southeast Texas. Uh, absolutely. The Gulf Coast uh, Healthcare Center is actually home office out of Port Arthur, but they have clinics scattered around East Texas, and one of them is in Jasper. They treat uh, people whether you got money or don't have money, you got insurance or you don't have insurance, they treat you. We have uh, medical, we have dental, uh, we have walk-in service, we have a wonderful provider at that location. We also have people who come out and do advice for how to sign up for Medicare, Medicaid, uh, and Obamacare, which we're a believer in at Gulf Coast, because we see the good work it's doing. Uh, Again, you don't got money? That's fine. No no one gets turned away. 
do you want to go for a nice clinic that you can feel proud to attend? And you got a zillion dollars. You're welcome uh, there, too, because we have clean, friendly uh, facilities ready to serve you. And it's really great. Let me ask you this, Bob. Um, I'm a big proponent of Medicare for all. I'm a, uh, a big believer that health care has gone too far for profit. And the only way we're going to bring it back and take care of people is to do Medicare for all. Um, any thoughts on that and, and how that would affect Jasper in the area? Well, I, uh, when I retired from the Postal Service, uh, I became an insurance agent, and I got involved in the Affordable Care Act. And what really jumped out at me was how, particularly in our part of the country, with the fact that we are uh, one of the poorer parts of the state, that Medicare for all or at least Medicaid expansion, would be saving lives here. We have people who are doing without medication, who are not getting the treatment they need. And no one should die just because they can't afford to see a doctor. Right. And just imagine if we got everybody healthy. Mm-hmm. Healthy people work. Healthy people create. Healthy people create opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right. They become productive parts of society. And... Uh, then you have less problems at the dialysis clinic where limbs are being cut off because people are not getting their wow. insulin or not taking their high blood pressure medicine. So they're there on dialysis dying slowly because they basically exploded their kidneys with high blood pressure for lack of treatment. And that's, that shouldn't be a bunch of people in their 50s dying for lack of medication. That's ridiculous. Okay. Now, you said something just a couple of seconds ago, Bob, and I, I want to I go off in that direction, Jasper being uh, one of the poorer parts of the state, and it's not gotten any better the last few years. I have these ideas, and, and as somebody who's so involved in the Chamber of Commerce, incoming head of the Chamber, you know, I was so excited when I saw Vicki had you on the show today because I've got these ideas for different areas. So, for example, I live in the Harris County part of the district. We are pretty well off for the most part. We've got NASA. We've got oil and gas. We've got the plants. Um, one of my things that I would love to see happen is to spread affordable, if not free, high-speed Internet access across the entire district because then we could do things like you look at you look at Hardin and Liberty counties they are prime locations to be the next Woodlands and the next Kingwood then you look at Livingston and um, or Polk and Tyler counties with Lake Livingston up there they would be a prime resort area and if they had this internet access not only could they advertise but you could have Airbnb you could have all these different businesses then I look at Jasper and Newton what an incredibly beautiful part of our state great people a great place to bring up kids but we've got to fix health care we've got to fix education but if we gave everybody in the area bob access to free and affordable high-speed wi-fi you can teach yourself to code now you can easily teach yourself to code and you can teach yourself to code for free if you have the internet access we could turn jasper and again this is my wild dream we could turn jasper and orange and newton counties into just the next silicon valley mm-hmm. it's a beautiful area you'd have all these programmers that's my crazy idea bob what do you think well can i put on my chamber of commerce hat here yes please do Okay. Uh, when I was invited to do this, the first thing I did was sit down and I says, let me 
let me see, how would I sell Jasper? And uh, one of the things I wrote down on my little list of things is that, let me find it here, is that AT&T has installed fiber optic cable in the Jasper area, and it says we can handle our own Silicon Valley just with the fiber optic cable that currently exists, high-speed data as we've quartened the world. Today, we have it in Jasper. So if you want to come in and put in your Silicon Valley, we're <laughs> wired. We're ready to go. I like it. I like it. I said one of the things I want to do once elected to Congress is I want to have an office in every county. It may be in somebody's garage in some of the counties, but whatever we can do to have an office, and I want an area in each office that has a workspace, couches, desk, you know, even if it's a picnic table that everybody can share, um, and that everybody can come into the office and use the free high-speed Wi-Fi, whether it's to do, um, you know, grants, scholarships, job applications, teach yourself to code, how do we spread that, Mr. Chamber of Commerce? How do we how do we get this to everyone? You know, they're trying to recall net neutrality this week or next. And instead, I mean, we're going the wrong way. We need to be putting this into the hands of everyone for free. How do we do that, Bob? In the current environment that we have where that everything has been monetized, uh, where the roads you drive down all have to be toll roads now, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to take back the government for the people. And we're going to have to remember the preambles of the Constitution about providing for the public welfare, which seems to be overlooked in, in our national defense and providing for the public welfare as part of our preambles. I think that wouldn't hurt if we remembered that part. And that means each other. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like we do not care as much for each other as we should. No, it is, we don't, and it's getting worse and worse. And I think it all starts with the the greed at the top. You know, we're 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 doing health care for profit, mm-hmm. we're doing prison for profit, mm-hmm. and we are trying to do education for profit, and it will not work. It's been proven over and over again. And I I saw something that somebody wrote the other day. Um, uh, you know, when you're doing prison for profit, you're taking away people's liberty. When you're when you're taking people's health care away, you're taking away their pursuit of happiness. I mean, these are all the things that are written into our into our U.S. Constitution. Um, so that's a good point there, Bob. So that's that's what we have to work on. And if we start with a congressional office or even the chamber, is that something that you could offer? You know, you're with the chamber. Tell me about all these different chambers around the area. Could you offer high speed free Wi-Fi and an area for people to come in? and work and learn to code and do things? Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm okay, that's to, a start. <laughs> that's a start. Uh, say for, uh, since I have my chamber hat on, mm-hmm. can you let me throw a few more things out that I sure, think Sure, I uh, know I love it because I want, gr- I want to grow Jasper. I want to grow that area. It's too beautiful and nobody, nobody, a lot of people in the district don't know about it and it would be such a great area to grow in business. Yeah, well, let me throw a couple of things out for you. Okay. Jasper's a crossroads of three major highways. One of them is US-190, which is future site for Interstate 14. Uh, US-96 connects to 20 in Marshall and Shreveport and to uh, I-30 in Texarkana. It also goes down to the Texas Gulf Coast. So we are a 
pivotal center across roads from major intersections. Uh, uh, 93 connects to 69, which goes to Dallas-Fort Worth area, and Interstate 49 over at Fort Polk, Louisiana. So we're at this crossroads of major highways. So if someone wants to get into the business of logistics, shipping, whether it be rail, warehousing, we just got our rail line rebuilt by BNSF Railroad. The rail line that runs through Jasper, and we have spurs available. We have land available, cheap taxes, I might add, Mr. Businessman, that can connect the ship channel to Chicago, Illinois. And if you're doing business west of the Mississippi and east of the Rocky Mountains, Jasper's your location. It's inexpensive property and low uh, labor costs to moderate and low land prices and low taxes. And lots of folks looking for jobs, lots of able-bodied, smart, good people mm-hmm. that, that, that just want to work in this country. Okay, now take off your Chamber of Commerce hat, Bob, and I All want right. you to put on, this is my favorite hat to wear, I want you to put on your Bob the Entrepreneur hat. If, if money was no object and health care was no object and internet was no object, what are some of the businesses you would create in your area? We already have some some younger people here that are starting some internet businesses, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's uh, re- computer repair, phone repair, uh, the shipping and logistics, where you can order through warehousing and we can get it out to the rest of the world quickly. Again, because of our uh, roadways that intersect here so well for everything else. Uh, if I was personally going to start a business right now, I think that uh, I'd like stuff that is locally sourced and created and we have a wonderful arts and creative community uh there's a lady starting a bakery uh that's going to be really great uh we've got uh you have uh, you have sandy creek saturdays right i mean it's a that's a chamber of commerce event it's the i believe the every every third saturday we have a couple of really neat sandy creek things uh let me go ahead and pitch this one okay this 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 weekend at Sandy Creek Park, we're having our Christmas in the park, and it's from it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week. This is the last week of it. It's from five to nine. We have a mile and a half track around the park that we have a tram or trolley, our little train, your choice, that you ride around a mile and a half of Christmas decorations that are set up and donated by various organizations. We have uh, little lions. We have nativity scenes. Mile and a half around this park. Beautiful lighting. Uh, some people have come to see it. Says that our lighting and our project is better than Natchitoches, Louisiana. Oh and wow! Then it must really that's be nice. I'm from Louisiana. You got You got Brenda's attention with that. Bob, somebody sent me a picture of the Jasper. I think it's the courthouse. Is that the one that's just draped and completely covered with lights? That's draped. That's one of the chamber projects. Oh, it's uh, we beautiful. We can redid it here. We had a program that uh, kind of fell into disrepair. It was a different businesses sponsoring Christmas trees. Uh, no, we just took it over. We had people <laughs> who were willing to do it, and so we said, let's go. So, Bob, that's his I like that. Yes, let's go. Brenda, Brenda has a question for you, Bob. So, Bob, you if, betcha. if I was looking for something to do with my 13-year-old, old and lights is something that she really likes Christmas lights how would I know that this even existed where is it posted or 
Do you guys talk about it? Do you advertise? It's, it's on it? our chamber website. It's on the chamber uh, website. Okay, cool. on the chamber website. Yes. And so, what would attract a thirty-eight-year-old female to Jasper? What would make me want to come and start a business there, or want to engage in opportunities <clears throat> well, in Jasper? If you're a lady of faith, well, uh, <clears throat> we certainly have a good selection of churches. Our minister. I thought line. you were going to say men. We have a good selection. Of men. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to the church. No, no, we, we got enough trouble early, early in the show. I'm not sure I want to bring men into this. <laughs> okay, we'll just stick with churches. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, our ministerial alliance works together and does a wonderful job. Uh, if you're a lady, I don't know what the, you're interested in, but if you're interested in historical stuff. We have a museum that is phenomenal. In fact, we have items from our museum that are going on loan to the museum in New Orleans for World War II. Okay. Our nice. stuff is, is something that they need for their museum. That's I was going to say, important. that's a pretty great museum yes. in New Orleans, too. I've seen that one. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. If, uh, if you're into uh, rocks, minerals, we have a rock mineral and collection uh, oh, that is... One of the top collectors in the state of Texas. Uh, when she passed, her family gave the uh, her collection to us. Uh, we have these uh, rocks that she puts a black light on that glows in the dark. If you're really into that, you'll know what I'm talking well, about. Bob, I think I've just got my next vacation to take the, my daughter. And then you can go to La Paz Bed and Breakfast, which yes. I'm telling you is a great place. <laughs> Bob, we need to take a break here or for a the, few minutes. Uh, Swan Hotel, which is a 100-year-old yep. hotel. It's also Bed and Breakfast and also the Bell Gym Hotel. Which well, is hang also on just a breakfast. second, Bob. We'll, can you stick with us? And we'll come back and talk about places to stay in Jasper. Can you, oh, st- sure. can you stick with us? All right. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break. We will be back. I'm Dana Steele. You are listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas. We'll be back. Stick around. You're listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas, Dana Steele. Mm-hmm. 
high-level business networking opportunity, then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice. If you would like to be in the studio audience for Dana's show, contact info at vinyldraft.com. That's info at V-I-N-Y-L-D-R-A-U-G-H-T dot com. Now, back to more of Dana Steele, the voice for Southeast Texas from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. Welcome back to The Voice for Southeast Texas. Again, congratulations to everybody who beat the 6 p.m. deadline last night and got on the ballot to run as a Democrat. More Democrats have registered to run in upcoming elections than in a long, long, long time. There is a Democrat running in all 36 congressional districts. So exciting news to wake up to this morning as we all also hold our breath and watch what's happening in Alabama. Boy, just... Just crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Also, before I forget, you know, we've talked a lot about hurricane recovery and flooding and floodplains. And do we build an Ike Dyke or do we, you know, not let people rebuild in the floodplains? Those conversations are going to go on and on and on. Brenda even asked me um, what had been happening here in in the last couple of weeks. But there was a great story. If you get a chance to go find it, it was on Channel 11, the CBS affiliate in Houston this morning. And I want to say it was MD Anderson. But they have taken all of their green space and turned them into basically their own wetlands project. They've, they've planted these plants, and I can't remember the name of them, but we'll go find the article or the, the show, the segment, that can the root system can absorb up to nine inches of rain per hour. Wow. So they're creating their own wetlands, their own floodplain project mm-hmm. uh, in the green space. So it's a beautiful area. And so instead of covering it with concrete mm-hmm. and building yet another building or another yes. parking lot, mm-hmm. they have realized, let's save part of this area around MD Anderson, turn it into a wetlands project, mm-hmm. and it will be able to absorb so much of the flooding that has happened around there. And I thought, you know, what a brilliant project. Who would have thought in a hospital district, let's bring in some wetlands, Mm -hmm. you know, landscaper experts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and solve this problem. So I'm hoping people take a lot of lessons from that all over this area, whether it's Orange, Chambers, Harris County. We've got to stop building. We've got to start figuring out more ways, not only in engineering, things like the Ike Dyke, but we have to quit fighting Mother Nature and let's find a way to... uh, to coexist with her in a way that we can all do so high and dry, as Bob said earlier. Bob Mayhar from Jasper joining us, the um, incoming board chairman for the Jasper Chamber of Commerce. Before we took a break, 
we were talking about some of the great things to do. I was just showing the ladies, Bob, the um, the the lights of the 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 county courthouse there. Just gorgeous, gorgeous. The mm-hmm. entire building is draped. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you want to see it, you're listening to the podcast. Go to the La Paz P A Z Bed and Breakfast um, page on Instagram, and they posted some of those pictures this morning. So I got I got two people right here right now who are ready to come to Jasper for a vacation Bob where can they stay where can they eat what can they do take it away Bob oh wow um, so we were talking about I, how hotels go back to yes so it doesn't okay. become so it doesn't become an entire La Paz bed and breakfast yes. commercial where else can people stay in Jasper hey staying with Paul and Ann hard to beat <laughs> no, but, uh, they're great. Also, I have some friends that have a wonderful old bed and breakfast hotel beautiful facility well kept it is uh, in downtown for uh, La Paz is out on the river and in the country, and it's called the Swan, and uh, antiques in it just phenomenal. Mary is a cook like you would not believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the magic word in this case is bread pudding. <laughs> we we have another uh, bed and breakfast that's really phenomenal, and that is Bell Gym. It's had a, a few people of some notoriety stay there through the years. Uh, the military used to do a lot of work in this part of the country, and people like George Armstrong Custer dropped by, uh, uh, Eisenhower, that general guy. That general day. guy. <laughs> Him. Yes, President Eisenhower spent the night in the Belgium Hotel. A lot of history there. And it's and the it, Belgium Hotel, like the country Belgium? No, Bell, <clears throat> it was named after two, two girls with odd names. Uh, the first daughter was Bell, and the other daughter was Jim with an E. Oh, okay. And named it after Bell and Jim, their daughters. The Bell Jim, okay. And it's uh, a little over 100 years old now. I guess about 110 years old. They did their celebration a while back. A great facility, a uh, little homemade bread there too, which is always good. <laughs> and then we have the standard uh, Holiday Inn Express and some other places like that. And a few B&Bs are available too if you want to search that online. Okay, so you, you, you come up to uh, Jasper, which has the uh, three major, where three major highways intersect. See, I'm starting to sound like a Chamber of Commerce person. <laughs> oh, and a rail, a high-speed rail line, just, just renovated. Oh, high-speed rail, oh. nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, they just renovated that rail coming up from the ship channel all the way to Chicago. Mm. And then you said the magic words to me, AT&T high-speed fiber. Um, laid in the Jasper area, so we can we can start to think about future jobs and, and future industries. I was telling the ladies there's um, a great project going on in West Virginia where they're taking the coal miners who are out of work, and the Chamber of Commerce in several areas in West Virginia has brought in instructors to do free classes on programming, and they are all getting jobs the minute they get certified mm-hmm. because you can do if you've got the Wi-Fi and you've got the knowledge. There are people looking for you immediately if you can do this sort of programming, um, any sort of virtual reality, any sort of computer programming. That is such the future of everything we're doing. All right, so we, we, we arrive on high-speed rail, or one of the three major highways that intersects in Jasper, Bob. We get there, we can stay at La Paz, the Bell Gym, the Swan, or any number of the, uh, the regular chains, Holiday Inn, um, courtyard by Marriott, those sort of things. There's a mile and a half of Christmas lights right now with a train, right? 
Right, right. It's a uh, it's a uh, little kind of homemade rig. It's really cute. <laughs> All right, and then we've got uh, we've got Sandy Creek does the big music jam session every three weeks or so. Talk to us uh, about what that is. Is uh, we we just invited local musicians to come and jam out, and we invite the public to come by and listen to them. And uh, the musicians got so excited. We have two pavilions worth of musicians now. What they really need is an audience. So come on down for the audience part. A lot of bluegrass, a lot of country, a lot of gospel. They really do a good job there. That's great. You need to get on a. You need to. You need to find you a. You know, uh, a twelve-year-old social media expert, a fourteen-year-old there in town, (laughs) and put them in charge of your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter. You need to get the word out uh, to all the musicians in the state because that sounds like that sounds like a destination weekend. What is the place where it's like? Um, antiques and you go once a month or you know they, they have some of these destiny you know what I'm talking Canton about or, Canton or something like that yeah. see these are the sort of things that I want to sit down I'm an entrepreneur at heart when I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and start taking notes my husband thinks oh lord we're starting another company <laughs> what is she doing oh no um, but My that's problem. what excites me, and I love to sit down and talk to people like Bob and go, "Okay, now what can we do?" So we need to make we need to make the musicians at Sandy Creek, you know, need to make that a destination that people know about, mm-hmm. so that Absolutely. we can grow these areas. Yeah, and they do fantastic. It's uh, I, I was there uh, last time they played, and the county commissioner came with his guitar, and he does one of them does a wonderful Elvis imitation. You kind of have to talk him into it, <laughs> and he can blow Elvis away with <laughs> with his music. Okay, I'm gonna fight you on that one. But okay. <laughs> well, I think uh, yeah, that. But uh, see, that would be a. These are the sort of things that we need to make Jasper a destination. We need to to make. Um, we need to make Newton. You know, I spent uh, my family. We spent my actual birthday during the day at the Newton Food Share with Pastor Joe Miller helping load boxes and, and, and organize and helping pass out food to people. And it actually happens in an old closed-down hospital, which we have too many of those in our district. But this hospital has the most incredible courtyard with these 100-year-old trees and picnic tables. And as I helped carry, as we helped carry food to people's cars, I heard them talking to each other. How you doing? Oh, my okra's doing great. I got so much okra, I don't know what to do with it. Well, I got so many tomatoes, I don't know what to do with those. Well, I'll bring you some. Well, I'll bring you some. And I thought, Joe, what if we took all those beautiful picnic tables in that courtyard and everybody that has there was a woman that was showing me the quilts that she makes. She was mm-hmm. just trying to make, you know, make a few bucks selling her quilts. These quilts should have been selling for a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And I said, we turn that whole, uh, and again, this is the entrepreneur in me. I love this. Let's turn that whole area into a every other, you know, Friday when they're doing the food share. Uh, people can bring their extra produce that they're growing a right there, market. a farmer's market. And then you also bring in these handmade items, whether it's jams or jellies or quilts mm-hmm. that people are doing. And the next thing you know, it's not just these people who need the food share. It's it's well-off people in Newton coming because they know they're going to get organic produce. They know mm-hmm. they're going to get fresh, um, beautiful handmade items and, and handmade jams and soaps and things like that that have have been made with quality and with care and then the next thing you know you got bobs jumping in his car in jasper and getting on one of those three major highways to drive over to newton because he's heard they got great produce and he needs to buy a quilt for his wife's birthday 
these are the sort of things, Bob, I want to come and sit down with Chambers and say, let's figure out a way to do these things. Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, you're my kind of people. I, I'm a cheerleader by nature. I, I always have been. I don't know what's wrong with me, but that's the deal. You know, uh, you mentioned uh, Pastor Joe, and God, I love him. He's a great guy. Uh, Gulf Coast Healthcare, go ahead and throw that plug in. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's in a mobile unit over to his area, uh, and we've been doing this for the last few months, uh, to treat people over there because they're losing their doctor. And and their medical access is becoming a real issue in Newton County. Oh, it's a healthcare desert. We, we have no hospital. You know, they were voting on that in Orange, of all places. Orange is huge. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. have a heart attack in Orange, if you're not near Beaumont on that side of Orange... You're probably not going to make it. And like you said, you know, no doctors, no hospital, no medical care in Newton that you're having to send a medical, uh, a mobile truck over there to try to care for all these people. We have health care deserts. We have food deserts mm-hmm. in um, southeast Texas. Yeah, it's the uh, the Gulf Coast has also got a unit that's in Orange uh, so that we can help out there because Orange has got some real issues, too. Uh, Gulf Coast is doing some great work down that way. and uh, My husband really- was looking up something. He goes, I don't believe that about Orange. And he looks it up and goes, look, they got a hospital in Orange. I said, yes, and they call it the Band-Aid Station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they have an x-ray machine on the second floor. That's about it. Yeah. You know? you- and they're so You're close. About- We're so close to the best medical center in, in the, the world. world. Exactly. Why? <laughs> Wow. You just get a, you know, you get several miles outside of Houston and outside of Harris County, and you have nothing. And this is not new. It's been growing. So we need to find ways. Why do I run? Why am I doing this crazy run for Congress? Because I learn more and more and more about the lack of things and the poverty, but I also learn more and more and more about people like Pastor Joe mm-hmm. and people like Bob, who's on the phone with us today from Jasper. We've got some incredible areas. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like preaching to the choir with Bob, but I just I love what you're doing and how you're so involved. Joe, if you were president of the world, how would you fix it all? Let's fix it, Bob. I, I, I think I would... One of the complaints I have, and, and I, we've talked about this on our chamber board, is we have reached a point where we look down a lot. And somebody needs to put a thumb under our chin and say, hold your head up. America is great. Your life isn't as bad as you think. Things can be fixed. Things can go your way. Here, here in, uh, in Jasper, if you're struggling to, and you don't have Internet access, our local library has a a computer clinic there where they will come in and help you if you need to do job applications online. We have a lot of people that are not wired in this part of the country. we got somebody there to help you. Mm-hmm. We have in a college that if you're a business person, you want to come in and you need some particular skills, they will set up a program to train the employees with the particular skills you need for your business right here in Jasper. So we've got a lot of stuff going for us. As far as caring for our less fortunate in the community, like uh, Pastor Joe Miller does. In Jasper, we have a food bank, uh, in fact, two or three scattered around, a couple of big ones, that serve our, our people who are in need and are in a situation they can't correct themselves, uh, which is unfortunate. And we're now the uh, USDA, what they call Senior Box Program Center here in Jasper for this area, uh, where if you're over 60 and you make 
not much money, you can come by and get a $50 value once a month of uh, canned goods through the uh, USDA program. So, you know, there, there's help to learn. There's help if you're in a place in your life where you need help. We have a women's shelter that does a wonderful job. Unfortunately, we need a women's shelter. I wish that wasn't the case. And that's what Stacia and uh, Brenda, who are my co-hosts today, they're with the Bay Area Turning Point, which is the women's shelter here in our area. So, um, you know, Brenda, could she's going to come to Jasper and visit and stay in one of these beautiful areas and see the lights and go, oh, my gosh, I need to move up here and run that shelter. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you were letting me pitch all the stuff a while. A lady should come up, but uh, if any guys are listening, and I hope they are, just remember that all work and no play makes Jack a very dull boy, and so we have hunting, whether it's deer, duck, or Hey, women hunt, boys. too. Yes. Hey, what do you mean men? Hey, hey, women hunt, too. <laughs> just, yes, they just do. Just pointing that out, Bob. In, fa- in fact, our, our pastor is a little bit embarrassed at our church. His wife's deer was bigger than his deer this year. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Texas phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm still waiting for my dear sausage, Gary, if you're listening. But anyway, <laughs> we have hiking, uh, kayaking, canoeing, trail rides, lakes, rivers. Uh, you want to bring your sailboat up? Hey, we got a lake for that, too. It is just a beautiful, beautiful area. And I had no idea until I started running for Congress and started you know, researching the areas and seeing how far the district goes, and then getting in the car, getting in the truck, driving up there and spending some time. It is the best kept secret in Texas. It is absolutely gorgeous, and we have got to spread how great this area is. This Sunday afternoon, I went to the Depot Theater, Jasper Community Theater. It's a local little theater group. 23 children put on Ebenezer Scrooge with scene changes and costume changes. And it's just phenomenal. I think the oldest one was 17. The youngest one was about six. How fun. Well, Bob, we are out of time. Will you come back and do the show again sometime? Hey, anytime I can brag on Jasper, okay? (laughs) All right. We will do it. Well, take care, and thank you so much for being on. We'll be in touch, okay? Thank you. Be safe. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. So we're going to take a break here, come back and wrap it up with some more information on the big nutcracker market happening later this week. You are listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas. Stick around. You're listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas, Dana Steele.
back to more of Dana Steele, the voice for Southeast Texas from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. You're listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas. That would be me, Dana Steele, running for Congress, CD36, the best of Southeast Texas. We were laughing. Part of what happens as a campaign starts to pick up momentum, which I'm very grateful it is. You know, yes. we're starting to get a lot of donations, danasteel36.com, if you would like to be one of those. <laughs> um, and, we're, and we're starting to get a lot of volunteers. And, and the staff is growing. So I've always been a solo entrepreneur, a mm-hmm. solopreneur. That's it. I, I, I bought HTML for dummies and taught myself how to, 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 to build the space store. Mm-hmm. I write and self-publish my own books. I book my own speeches. I book my own travel. But you can't do that. And I am a control freak. People ask me, what is the hardest part about running for Congress? It's letting go. Yes. It's letting go and, and hiring the right people, bringing in the volunteers like Vicki Parker here. Vicki books the radio show. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just does such an incredible job. Mm-hmm. On Monday afternoon, she goes, here's who you're going to be talking to. Here's what you're going to talk about. Here's the music that's going to play. Bam. Um, And it's learning to, I mean, and radio is my background. It's something Mm -hmm. I did for over 22 years, to -hmm. to learn hands-off, let go, and just let Vicki do her magic. Um, That that really, just letting go. And now I have people. And Mm -hmm. so we were joking, but when somebody says, you know, can you do such and such? It's like, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Christy. Christy is my chief of staff. She's the keeper of my calendar. And I have been told that if I put anything else on my own calendar, I will have my hands slapped. (laughs) And they will use twist ties or something on me to keep me away from it. Um, I, I just can't again say how appreciative and how grateful I am for people like Christy, uh, people like Scott, who, while I'm trying to raise money for the campaign or doing meetings, he's driving Lady Liberty all over and meeting people, meeting people like Bob in Jasper, Vicki, who's putting together this show. So, yes. So, if you need me to do anything, don't ask me, because apparently <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell you yes or no. But I did book this prior to people, and I know my people would have, and that is the Bay Area Turning Point Big Nutcracker Market. It's the annual fundraiser. It's a huge fundraiser for this women's shelter. So it's so, so incredibly important. Uh, but at the same time, it is a premier holiday event in our area. You've got a couple of minutes. Let's talk about what's happening, where it's happening, and how you get tickets. Holiday Market will take place at um, Sylvan Beach Pavilion, located in LaPorte, Texas. You can call me at 281-338-76 for tickets. I'm sorry, 7600 for tickets. Somebody's going to be getting calls for tickets. And they got <laughs> yes. Give that Let's, number again. 281-338-7600. Tickets are $60, but they are well worth it because you receive lunch. We have entertainment. We have a host of vendors. We have um, a host of door prizes, drawings. And also, if you can't make it for the entire event and you just want to shop, starting at 1.15 p.m. to 2 p.m., you'll be able to come in and shop for only $10. Oh, there'll be nothing left by then. <laughs> yeah, I buy it I will have been year. there for three hours. There'll be nothing and left. we do have an awesome bake sale. I know Stacia mentioned it, but we got a lot of 
baked goods from homemade. companies, homemade goods, as well as some of the uh, mm-hmm. bakeries in the area. So it's going to be an awesome time. And it all goes to benefit the Bay Area Turning Point, which, again, uh, the shelter in our yes. area. Tell us a little bit about it. So Bay Area Turning Point has been around for 26 years. Currently, we can shelter up to 72 adults and children at any given time. As you guys know, wow. with your own food budgets and electricity and insurance, that, that could be costly. And so it's a need for the services. So we ask that you come out and support in a fun way. $60 a ticket. You can go to our website, www.bayareaturningpoint.org. You can also purchase tickets there. Very serious, though. If someone needs your services, they need shelter, they need to get away. They need to be safe. How do they reach you? What do they do? Call 281-286-2525, and someone will answer the phone to help you. Give that number again. 281-286-2525. Well, I'm very honored to be your your honorary chair. Thank you. On Thursday, thank you so much for asking me to be a part of this organization. I've well, supported. We got to get you before you win that. I, you know, I, know. I will always be home <laughs> to help you in any way I can because you guys do such amazing work. And thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. If you'd like to be on the show, let us know. You can reach us at DanaSteel36.com. Remember, uh, continue to support the campaign. Even five dollars goes a long way in helping us get to Congress. Thank you so much for your support. We'll be back next week with more of The Voice for Southeast Texas. I'm Dana Steele. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Voice for Southeast Texas, Dana Steele. For more information or to be on the show, visit danasteele36.com. That's D-A-Y-N-A-S-T-E-E-L-E-36.com. Join us next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for more of The Voice for Southeast Texas, Dana Steele. Vinyl Draft Radio is recorded live in the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio. For info on hosting your own show on Vinyl Draft Radio, contact us via email at info at vinyldraftradio.com or by phone at 281-210-4608. The preceding program, The Voice for Southeast Texas, was paid for by the Dana Steele Campaign.